Welcome to the sermon podcast of Grace Presbyterian Church. For more information about our church, please visit our website, gracechurchlaunceston.com. Yes, indeed, the Christ, the Saviour, is born. And so that's what we're going to be looking at in our message this afternoon from John chapter 3, verse 16. And the reading is actually there in your handout. So it's, in the, it's the bottom reading in the handout there. I had the privilege of being in the room when all three of my children were born. You know, um, that's a privilege, I believe. Uh, so while scans are nice, pictures on the screen are great. Uh, it's a particular, particularly special moment uh, to see your children in the flesh. Uh, to meet them in the flesh, even if they're covered in sticky goop and they're squished up and all that sort of thing. The kids, you probably don't remember that moment, do you? No. Anyways. I felt a deep sense of love for them when I first saw them. You know, the love of a parent for a child is a really profound thing. You just want to do anything for your child. You want to protect them. You want to nurture them. You want to keep them from pain, from harm, from danger. And if that's the love of an earthly parent for their children, then imagine in some sense the love of God, a heavenly parent, for his earthly children. So that's what we have here in, in John chapter 3, verse 16. God is saying to us, as his children, we who are at fault, we in our shame, in our weakness, in our disappointment, it's him saying to us, John 3.16 is saying to us, don't you know that I love you? That's what God is saying here. And maybe we've wondered, can Jesus actually love us? Can he love me? Haven't I wandered too far? Aren't I too far gone? Could he actually love me? John chapter 3 verse 16 answers that question, those questions with a, with a resounding yes, with a love more costly, more precious, more beautiful than you can ever possibly hope for. So first of all, let's, let's have a look there, have a look at these words while I, I speak about them. We see in these words God's love for the world. That's found in the first part of verse 16, little number 16 in the reading there. God's love for the world. Let me read that out. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Now, you, you, know, you might be thinking, sure, that's nice, that's, uh, that's good. Uh, we kind of expect God would love the world, don't we? But you actually got to get the shock value of what Jesus is saying in these words. Because you've got to understand the kind of world that God so loves. What is the world? What is the world? Now, we might think of the world as, you know, planet Earth with mountains and trees and billions of people on it. But that's not actually what Jesus is speaking about particularly here. He's not talking about how great and big God's love is for this planet. But the shock of these, these words from Jesus here is that God would love the world at all. That's the shock. Because in John's writings, the world, the word world refers to people, particularly people in rebellion against God or hostile to God. So, for example, let me show you, in John chapter 1, verse 10, it says about Jesus, and I'll quote, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. In other words, God made the world through Jesus, but the world, humanity, did not know him. 
John chapter 7, Jesus describes the world as those who hate him. In John chapter 15, verse 18, Jesus says, if the world hates you, remember that they hated me first. You see, the world that Jesus is speaking about here are people, people in a form of hostility towards God. The world is people who hate God, as Jesus says. But that, so that really frames the way we understand what God's love is like, doesn't it? This is the kind of love that God has. He loved people who hate him. Think about that. Now, you might be thinking that's a bit strong, Nathan, isn't it? We don't like to talk about hatred here. But think about it. What does it actually mean to hate? What does it mean to hate? It surely means to say, get out of my life, doesn't it? Or leave me alone. I don't want anything to do with you. Don't come back. That's hatred, isn't it? Now, someone might not literally say, I hate you, God, but that's surely what many people think towards God or act towards God. So if you're not wanting Jesus, if you're not wanting to love him, you're not wanting to obey him, you're not wanting him in your life, then surely that's what it means to hate God. So when we come to John chapter 3, verse 16, and we read that God so loved the world... It's talking about a kind of love that not only embraces those who haven't loved him in return, but it's a heavenly love towards earthly children, even those who have hated him. Think on that. It's a kind of love that Jesus says God has for the world. God so loved the world. He loved the world that is putting its hope in people, in projects, in passions that aren't him. God so loved the world, the world that finds its deepest meaning in all kinds of things, apart from the God who has loved them. For God so loved the world, the world who has rejected him and hated him, ignored him. For God so loved the world with a kind of love that moved him, as it says here, to send his one and only Son Now, I mentioned before that I was at the birth of my children in the hospital. I remember those moments in the hospital at night time. There's a sort of peace that descends after visiting hours. Um, It was dark in the maternity ward. Visiting hours are over. It's quiet. And I remember just sitting there looking at this tiny, tiny bundle wrapped in that, you know, that that maternity ward swaddle, Um, the pink and blue thing. Um, And it's asleep in the plastic cot. The tiny thing, the baby, is giving me so much joy and Sarah is so much joy as parents. Think about the love of a parent for a child and then think about the love that God has that he would give his only son. What a gift that is. In our family, we normally give uh, presents at Christmas time. Uh, we have the added fun in our family of three extra birthdays into the lead-up of Christmas. So we're now two birthdays in and one more to go before we hit December 25. We buy presents, gifts for our children. Why do we do that? Because, you know, a birthday is a significant moment, occasion in their life. Uh, and it's normally the way things work with gift-giving, isn't it? We give gifts for an achievement. You might have finished a course or something, you might get a present then, uh, or on special days like birthdays for milestones. But friends, God gives. God gives his son. 
Not because we've done anything important or significant. No, because we are so lovely that we deserve a gift. Not because we're worthy of it. No, why does God give? Because he loves. You see? He gives out of his love for a broken and defiant world. He, li- he gives his own son. He gave his very best, the most precious, the most costly, the most treasured gift of all. The book of Romans in the Bible says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how, much, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? God didn't spare his son. So that's kind of what we celebrate at Christmas, isn't it? Jesus coming to earth, God the Son taking on human flesh. He comes willingly and he comes to lay down his life for his people out of love. Such is the kind of love that God loves the world. So do you feel the cost? Do you sense the the profoundness of God's love? The kind of love that God loves with? So look at the next part of the verse. So verse 16, I'll read that out. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So see here that in this second part of the verse, that God loves a world that's going to perish. That, That stood out to me there as I read it. Jesus comes into the world, as verse 18 says, verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. You see, the world, the world is already condemned. As Jesus says, the world's going to perish. The world's going to perish. Why? Because of sin. Uh, The problem is we all have this God complex. We kind of get God and ourselves mixed up all the time. We try and run the show. We have other things at the centre of our lives apart from God, things that give us meaning and identity and purpose. And because of that, Jesus says the world is is condemned. The world is condemned. But the glory of the gospel captured so beautifully in this verse is that Christ came. He He came to save. He came to rescue. And he offers a way to escape condemnation. That's what Christmas is about. The claim of Christianity is that Jesus is God with us, Emmanuel, God in the flesh, the infinite, eternal God, born as a wriggling, tiny baby, you know, much like my kids were in the hospital. Why would God do that? Why would God take on flesh, you know, flesh, body and soul, humanity? Why would he do that? So that bodies and souls might be saved You know, it's what we celebrate here as a church every single week, really. It's what we talk about at Grace Presbyterian. Uh, It's what we've sung about in these words, in the carols. God took on our humanity that we might be saved. Jesus came to bear the condemnation that would rightly fall on us. He came and took upon himself the the punishment for our sin, our, our hatred of God. Why? So that we might be forgiven. Receive and receive a new identity, a new heart, a new hope to live a new life. So as the verse says, so that we shall not perish but have eternal life. That's the kind of love God loves with. 
It's the kind of love we all need. You know, we who have wandered from God, we who have done and said things that we know are wrong, we who have ignored God, who have hated our Creator, we need this kind of love. This is the love we need. The love of God sending Jesus to save us. And so this really leaves us, as we finish up now, with a question. More, not really a question, a choice. A crossroads moment for each of us. If God has so loved the world in this kind of way that he'd send his own son, have we done what Jesus actually tells us to do in these words? Have we believed in him? You see, friends, the only remedy to escape this condemnation that the world is under is to believe. That's the choice to, would you live forever with God and experience his eternal love for you? Or would you say, I don't want that. I don't want that love. I don't want to, I don't want to want Jesus in my life. But Jesus, friends, he provides a, a way to escape condemnation. What a gift that is. He offers life, eternal life. Think of that, forever life with God and the embrace of a loving Heavenly Father. God's love is so great. Now, it's even greater than a parent's love for a child. God's love is magnificent. He gave his very best, didn't he? His own son. God's love is beautiful. That he would offer eternal life. So, have you believed?